Namaste. So the mother has said in a certain context and it was in context of uh, someone writing a book or teaching the students and the person was showing that how Shurabindu is, uh, you know, in the hierarchy of things where he comes with regard to past, where he stands. Uh, the mother said almost with a very uh, admonishing attitude, not almost, she admonishes the disciple and says, uh, Shobindu does not belong to the past. This is what she has said in every place. He belongs to the future. You must start with a bank. That's how she told him. You start with a bank. And then you can show from that angle the links. So there is a difference. She is not telling us that, uh, uh, you know, just forget the past, leave it uh, in a vacuum. No. She is saying start with this. And it is so true in real experience for example, for myself, I can share and for many others. So I had uh, gone through the traditional yoga and traditional understanding and none of them gave the answers. Uh, having turned to Sherbindo, I said, okay, here are the perfect answers. But the beauty is now with that new light, I could understand the past better. That's exactly what Sherbindo is saying. Now, I'll give you the difference. The difference is when we... Uh, there is a way people look at Sherbindo and say, oh, this is there in the Upanishad, this is there in the Vedas. So they start uh, connecting in this way. That's the wrong way to connect with it. It is because we begin to see that effort. Probably even the Vedic Rishis were not fully aware. They, they didn't know about supermind in that sense. They saw high, uh, you know, the great consciousness and they used the word Satyam, Ritam, Brahatam, the vast, the true, the right. And they were seeking it. Maximum they went was, you know, up to the door. Hiranmayinapatrinasatisyapitam mukham. Of course, they are, the Yurishi is referring to the supermind. But he is, uh, you know, in that surge of aspiration. He wants something like how to, if you put it practically, uh, how to lead this life, I don't understand. What is the law of truth that should govern me? That's what the Rishi is saying. If we have to put it in modern term, I don't know. I'm bewildered. What is the law of truth according to which I must live? That is the thing. Now when the lid opens and the light comes, now you know the law of truth. And then when you look back at the past, you see many places, the hints and efforts. So one way is to see like growing from here that the Vedic Rishis did something, reached up till here. Then Sri took up the work further and went there. This is one way to look at it. Another way to look at it, well, Shurabindu is there. Now in this slide, when we look at the whole thing, it may sound similar, but I'll tell you the difference. So the difference is, you know, we are in this room and we are trying to understand what is beyond. Now all these are efforts to understand what is beyond. And obviously sometimes we hit, sometimes we miss, sometimes we have a glimpse, sometimes we peep. The other is, you suddenly have all these doors and walls and everything open. Now, this is not left meaningless. You are looking at it. And now you understand that they were looking for this, they were searching for this, and therefore you say that, well, this was their quest. So, this is where the mother says that, you know, Shubindu does not belong to the past. It's not like another Vedic Rishi who has come and one more Rishi added to the list of Rishis. Because then what we do is we limit him. We say that he is another Rishi added to the list of Rishis in the Indian pantheon. One more Rishi who probably went a few steps further than the other Rishis. But that's not what Sri is. Sri is the avatar who opens the door to the future. 
which is very different. And then when the doors to the future open, then we understand what the effort of the rishis was. So it's a question of looking at it this way or that way. And it makes a difference. I, I do believe it makes a difference. Uh, I have seen people who try to compare Shurabinda the Rishi and compare to the Vedas and the Upanishads. Is their business nothing wrong or right with that? I have seen people speak of the Gita. At that time there were people who believed that the message of Shurabinda is in the Gita. And Shurabindu himself had to write letters. Mother had to clarify that the Gita does not contain whole of Shurabindu's message. So what is missing is about the transformation, which is a very big thing. That's the crux of the whole problem. No Rishi ever spoke of transformation. So if we take it as an extension of the Vedic Yoga, then we miss the point. Because Vedic Yoga was all about ascension. There is no question of descent in any of the Yogas till now known to mankind. There is no question of transformation. Some transformation took place, but it was incidental. But if you look at the life of the rishis, you don't see anything like transformation. They were quick to, you know, they are passionate people, wonderful, no doubt about it. They had wonderful experiences, but they had their own limitations. And that's what we see that Shurabindu speaks about transformation of nature, the descent of higher and higher levels of consciousness. This is not there in the Vedas and the Upanishads. So we often miss that aspect when we say, well, the Vedic Rishis had a glimpse of the supermind, Shurabindu opened the doors of the supermind. That's only half the story. So she says that bring out what Shurabindu is saying, what he is referring to. And then you can place everything in its place. Okay, this is here, this is here. That's what she's saying. Otherwise, we miss that point. Okay. Namaste.